All right, I'm Josh. I'm Ricky. And welcome to, to the, the briefing, briefing room. room. So today we're here to get some knowledge from some of the goats in the industry. This is actually a very important day for us because this is episode one of hopefully many of right. the briefing room where we get together with some of the, like I said, goats in the industry. We bring in some of the industry knowledge that everybody's kind of hoping to get, uh, especially surrounding the coronavirus and social distancing in the housing market, etc. So I want to take a second to introduce uh, the first person, Tony Baroni, um, somebody I've looked up to for a long time in this industry. Uh, he is, you know, one of the greatest. He's done a lot. I've been watching him for a while. Uh, he's with Keller Williams. And uh, so, Tony, if you don't mind, give us kind of a little bit of your background, your length in the industry and some of your volume numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I love I love being first. So congratulations <laughs> on your first episode here. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Tony Baroni, Keller Williams Realty, been in real estate since 2005, um, you know, grew my business through the worst market in history and uh, leads up to now. Um, we have 15 people on our team and uh, we have very much have specialized um, with a lot of specialists on our team. Um, we, we're, the, we're on track to do around 300 units um, this year. And uh, last year we did over 200 and about 60, 60 million um, in volume. That's incredible, man. That's yeah. incredible. You know, I've, and like I said, I've learned a lot from you and we're super excited to have you on. And uh, I think we also have a couple of other people. Uh, we've got Mark here. Yep, Mark Moran. He's our branch leader down here in uh, the Brandon office with Movement Mortgage. Uh, Mark, if you want to go ahead and, you know, introduce yourself, talk, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how long you've been in the industry and maybe maybe a couple of things that most people don't really know. Uh, throw me for a loop there. Well, thanks for having <laughs> me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, yes, Mark Moran. I'm the uh, branch leader of Movement's Brandon office. I've been in the mortgage industry for 15 years. All of it spent here in Tampa Bay. And uh, I'll give you a little knowledge. Before that, I was in the news business for a decade oh wow <laughs> so, so the screen is actually this is nothing for you being on camera and being in front of people you kind of like this huh old hat right <laughs> that's right yeah and then uh you know last but certainly not least we have uh patrick turner probably the greatest market leader to uh you know be with movement <laughs> you know so uh you know, patrick you know man i mean if you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh you know about you and uh how long you've been in the business and how long you've been with movement uh, yeah, man, I've been in the business, uh, I think it's somewhere around 16, 17 years. Um, dove in with a uh, broker and um, was just, I taught myself how to swim. Joined SunTrust in 2005 and became a branch manager in 2009, area manager in 2013, came to movement uh, December 2017, and um, it's been a good ride. So just like Tony, I think Mark and Tony and I, we both have, well, all three of us, uh, grew our business during a very, very rough time. And uh, so I think we're pretty adaptable right now. Uh, we know what's going on. Yes, that's, it's actually one of the main reasons we put the three of you together. 
Uh, as you can tell, everybody kind of started around the same time they came through. And, and Ricky and I are, are also, you know, what we would consider rookies in our industry. And we're foreseeing this potentially as, you know, our 07, you know. So hopefully we can learn from you guys. We can make it through the potential slowdown that we may go through. And uh, so obviously, as you can see, we're super excited. We're surrounded by some, you know, intense industry knowledge. Uh, and so I just want to hop right in. So obviously the elephant in the room is the COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. Um, so, you know, we've heard it all from the crazy conspiracy theorists to, you know, the uh, doomsday preppers who bought 948 rolls of toilet paper on the first day, right? So, uh, you know, Tony, I'm really curious, what, what is, what's your take on this current situation? You know, I feel like I'm at home, uh, you know, with the growing my business through the down market last time. And I'm kind of, I, I describe it as kind of getting in my seat, you know, I'm in my couch right now and uh, I'm not actually, I'm at my desk, but, you know, getting your lazy boy per se and finding my sweet spot um, to, to be able to take market share, you know, because the bottom line is um, I'm going to show up every day. My team's going to show up every day. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to change with the times um, and find the market of opportunity always. And some of that is just good old fashion customer service and taking care of people and staying innovative at all times and relevant in the industry. In the industry. So I think my biggest weapon is um, never thinking I, I've, I've, I've ever arrived and ultimately, you know, just showing up every day is kind of half the battle in my opinion. So um, it's comfortable territory for me right now. And um, I'm doing a lot of research. We've completely transitioned our team to Zoom. So they're actually on another icon um, on my computer right now where, you know, our whole team's there, where we're, we're celebrating things as we go. Um, we're keeping the office environment within Zoom. And that's something we haven't done before. So uh, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the, the changes, the positive changes to our industry with innovation, with technology. So that's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, kind of tie into, you know, talking about capturing, you know, the market share and stuff like that. Like, I mean, Mark, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are your personal thoughts about, you know, how to, you know, what, what do you think, what's your thoughts about like being able to capture the same business, you know, and, and being able to see, you know, where the industry is going to go? Well, I think that, you know, the key here is that the, the housing market was, very strong, just like the economy before coronavirus, and they're going to come out of this strong, maybe stronger. Uh, you know, so in the middle, we're going to have to make some adjustments here and adapt, kind of like what Tony said. I was, you know, I was thinking that how the consumer has changed over the last 15 years, mm -hmm. and you know, most people start their home buying and, and mortgage process online now. So, you know, this gives us an opportunity to uh, adapt, look for new ways to connect with our, our partners and our clients and may come out of here uh, even, even better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I actually heard a uh, video yesterday that was released by, you know, one of the prominent brokers out here. And he is very much in agreement with you. He was saying that, you know, the people who are pre-approved are still buying, uh, you know, and so that's what you're still seeing. The orders are still coming through. 
Um, and, you know, personally, I feel like it's going to be a kink in a hose. You know, I think we're just going to kink the hose a little bit. The pressure is going to build up on the backside. And when it opens up, you know, you'll get a little surge in the market for all the people who have been at home and been searching, you know, the limited inventory we do have right now. So, you know, whereas before, maybe you had five people searching this one house. Well, now the inventory search has, you know, closed down so much. I think you'll have 10 people looking at that one house. So hopefully, you know, when all this, you know, blows over per se, we will get that surge in the market and we'll be even stronger than, than we were prior. That's, I think, all of our hopes moving forward. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, so, Patrick, like, uh, you know, you, you get to oversee a pretty large market share of, of LOs. Um, and obviously, you know, us at Movement, we've, we've done a couple of changes to adapt to the current market situation. But like, what are you what are you seeing that's, you know, like a common ground amongst other, you know, LOs? Like, what are they doing to adapt or what are they doing to help just stay going forward? Well, I just want to just pile on something what uh, Tony said, and, and, and that was showing up. And, and you know, showing up is, is just one thing, but showing up uh, intentionally, serving our market, knowing that what we do for a living is, is, is crucial for our economy. And, and we all have to remember what we're going through right now is one thing. It's called a virus, okay? <laughs> and once that virus is taken care of, everybody's going to go back to Disney World, okay? People are going to go out, people are going to go and, uh, and go to restaurants again and, and have dinner nights, family nights and things like that. This is not 2008, 2009. There's no real estate bubble to be burst to begin with, okay? We have a solid real estate market. We have a solid real estate foundation. Lending is strong. Yes, there are some changes going on with lending right now, but that's due to risk. Because as we heard today, unemployment rate did spike up. But again, stimulus was approved, okay? So there is relief coming to those individuals and those businesses. Uh, but I will say everybody, calm down, right? Keep right. calm, uh, buy real estate, we're good. This is a different housing, different, uh, different times, and this is all short term. So again, I think right now with our team, it, it, I'm, Doing this, I'm telling the same thing that uh, telling the same thing that Tony's saying, and, and it's showing up. Be intentional. How can we serve and help uh, our communities? Uh, let's keep calm. Let's let's do, let's do our part with social dis distancing. Let's have these Zoom calls. Let's have a uh, 5 p.m. Zoom call happy hour, right? Let's have some fun <laughs> because right now it's stressful. It's stressful for everybody. It's it, it's not the normal. Um, home life is a little different, and there's silver lining there too. I'm able to see my children more than I ever have the last two weeks. Uh, but it's stressful, especially when we're going through times that we are right now, trying to get work done, trying to serve the market that we that we work in um, and also still have that uh, that that honeydew list. Right. That uh, we get hit up with uh, at 1030 a.m. Uh, honey, I'm working. Right. But uh, so it's a little bit it's a little bit challenging, but we have to adapt and we will overcome. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the American way, right? I, I think that goes right on board with, with you know, what Tony said and what, what Mark said. So, um, you know, Tony, personally, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, touch a little bit on what you personally think is going to happen in the market after this blows over. Do you also believe there may be a surge? Do you think that, you know, it may take some time for everything to come back to normal? Or, you know, do you think that once this thing is blown over and, and we're clear, you know, the, the market's going to pop off again? 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a lull in the market um, 30, 60, 90 days out. Um, my goal for our team is to make that as, you know, the least amount possible, right? So we don't want a, a gigantic shift um, from our own business, right? So we have around 60 contracts now combined uh, listing buyer side. And, uh, you know, I think 30, 60, 90, you know, I'm seeing leads slow down a little bit. We're still getting multiple offers, believe it or not, on, on our listings. Um, even yesterday, we had multi-offers on a new listing. So, you know, it's not like that's not happening. It's not like no one's looking at houses. I know our buyers team have shifted to virtual showings. Um, and we, we're kind of used to that because we do lots of relocation. So mm -hmm. we're kind of used to doing a walkthrough on FaceTime. So that's not really anything different for us. We've shifted um, our listing appointments to online where we pull up Zoom together and we walk through the house with the seller. We uh, go over our listing presentation. Actually, we have it on video. So we just send it to them, ask them to watch it. And then we go over pricing together and answer all their questions. And we're taking listings like that. Um, and we've done that in the past, not a lot, but that may be something that may be more convenient for the sellers in the future. And maybe more people will shift to that in the future as well. I would, I, I, I'm, I would have to agree. I mean, that sounds a lot more convenient, you know, by doing everything virtual that way. Yeah. And, you know, and I yeah. think it's important because we, all of us are in the, you know, real estate space. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm title, you know, obviously we have lender and, you know, market leader and realtor. And so the relationship side of the business is very important to all of us, right? Whether, you know, it's my relationship with my realtors and my lenders or the lenders and realtors relationship with their consumers. Uh, it's how we stay relevant. It's how we stay in front of them. You know, it's how, it's how we pretty much do everything we do. It's based off of the relationships that we're building throughout our sphere and not our farm area, right? So, you know, I think we've come to the time where it's, you know, we're going to transition into social distancing, right? I think that's the term that we've kind of coined. I don't, I'd never heard of social distancing prior to this. So uh, this Me is either. something new. I had to Google <laughs> what the heck that even meant when it came out. I was like, what is that? And so, you know, I want to know from the, if, uh, Patrick, if you don't mind, you know, as far as social distancing goes, tell us your outtake on what that means and what you've done to help your your lenders prepare to social distance themselves, but also stay on top of their, you know, their clients. Yeah. So kind of going back to what I said before, you know, it's just giving them the equipment uh, and the tools that they need to stay at home. Uh, we were asked by our government officials to, to, to stay at home, work from home if you can, uh, six feet of separation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and I believe as I believe as Americans, uh, we, 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 we follow that. Uh, and, and coronavirus is serious. It, it has uh, doubled, I think uh, every two days or something like that, the cases have been wild. So that's what we can do for ourselves and for our communities and for our country is to uh, separate ourselves, not trying to uh, just take a vacation for two, three weeks. We have a job to do. There's over 6 trillion refinance opportunities out there and people need to lower their payments. People need to do a debt consolidation. People need to do a cash out and pad their savings accounts because right now cash is king. It, it can help people get through these tough times. Uh, so being available for our clients, our realtor partners um, or any other COI referral partners, 
uh, is crucial for us right now. We're here to serve and we have to make sure, I have to make sure that our loan officers and our operation partners have the tools necessary at their homes to conduct business on a daily basis. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and Mark, to kind of piggyback on, on Patrick, I mean, what, what's your personal take on the, the social distancing? Well, we have to do it. I mean, we've yeah. been asked to do it and it's going to be the uh, best way to get out of this as quickly as possible. And that's the whole point. We all make sacrifices here for the greater good. And, you know, with the goal of uh, moving on quickly and everybody recovering and, you know, having a uh, getting back to the healthy economy and healthy uh, housing market. And, you know, uh, right now, you know, I think the best thing we can do is we we work together. You know, we're all in this together, we're all in the same industry. We all care about our clients. We want to help them. We want to help them with homeownership because that's a great piece of their financial puzzle. And with you know, historically low rates, it it's less expensive homeownership is. So let's take, you know, let, let's take advantage of that opportunity and, and, and help those people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to drill in a little bit on that, um, Mark. So you know, you said historically low rates. I know that, you know, everybody, there's been so much going on with rates, right? Where all of a sudden your every Joe person is now a mortgage uh, extraordinaire. And so um, <laughs> if you could debunk, no, that some is the, <laughs> debunk some of the things that are going around, right? So bench rates are 0%. Does that mean I can then go get a mortgage at 0%? No, you're getting technical on me. So that uh, got a lot of calls that Monday. Hey, I want a 0% mortgage right. rate. And that is not the case. That is the rate at which banks are able to lend to each other so that they can stay uh, solvent and make sure that we have a secure banking system. And of course, that helps stabilize the economy. Uh, there has been, uh, it's been a wild ride with interest rates. We've seen the, some of the lowest rates I've seen in 15 years. And, you know, a couple days later or a couple hours later, uh, uh, you know, we've seen them spike. Uh, so I think the the key is that we just be that advisor for our clients and, you know, really focus back on the basics, whether they're refinancing or buying, you know, we want to make sure that that monthly payment is comfortable that it allows them to live their lives, that allows them to save, uh, both for uh, uh, everyday hiccups, but also for their retirement. So as long as we keep that goal in mind, you know, we're gonna be helping. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love how you said that. And so, you know, so there you go, guys, for, for all of my, you know, mortgage extraordinaires walking the streets, telling everybody they can go, you know, call their lender, you can get a 0% interest rate. That's not the case. If you have more questions, please call Mark or call Patrick. They'd love to help you. Um, and so wait, wait a second. So I've been calling my clients selling them. You could get zero interest rates. Is that not accurate? <laughs> I think just about everybody. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why Tony's oh, had so many offers put in on his properties. He's getting everybody these zero percent rates. Let, let us know. Who I'll have to call them all back. <laughs> yeah, I'll call them all back. So I'm just I'm having my, I didn't think about it, Tony. We'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's I a, would be, Hey, it is a great time. I would be, right? I would be telling my clients right now to be calling their credit card companies if they have them and tell them to lower their APR. Uh, I would be doing that. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's some sure. great advice. Great, great, great advice. And I think it's also important to note that rates are still at a somewhat historically low rate. You know, mm -hmm. I you know, I think that we've we've ridden this roller coaster of rates, right? Where, you know, we've had conversations where, yep. you know, you lock in one rate at the beginning of the day and by the afternoon that's completely, you know, that's different. Gone. And yep. so 
Um, you know, yes, they're very volatile right now, but at the same time, they are still historically lower than they were prior to all of this happening. Uh, so just because this is happening doesn't mean this isn't a good time to reach out to your lender. It doesn't mean it isn't a good time to reach out to your realtor, right? Now is the time when you're sitting at home and you don't have anything to do. And Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. Now is the time to be furthering along your shopping experience, right? And so Tony, for, for all of my newer realtors out there, right? For some of the realtors who may be in the position you were in at the beginning of you know, your career, you know, where you felt like you came in and it was really strong, right? Oh, five. I mean, you know, that was when people could sell houses to anybody, you know? And so I think that moving forward, you know, some of our young realtors now are going to be going through that tight, you know, market downtrend where they're not going to have as many houses to sell. What can they be doing to keep themselves relevant, to stay on top of their sphere? What are your people doing, you know, to do that? Yeah, you've got to you got to do what others aren't willing to do. It's the simple way I always say it. And, uh, you know, you guys just mentioned refinancing and, you know, two, three weeks ago, my lead gen, my lean generation um, daily was I was calling clients um, that um, I I have a really good relationship with and just letting them know that, you know, do do you want to refinance right now? And they're like so confused in some levels of like, well, do you do loans now? I'm like, no, not, not at all. But I think it could be a good opportunity for your situation. And so I always say, add, just add value to people. And what's that look like? Um, it probably depends on the market. Like the refinance script I was doing to the last two or three weeks was really um, something not relevant to me. And I wasn't pushing them to purchase, but I was having a conversation so they know that I have their best interests in mind. And that's what sets me apart. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that I've, I mean, I've always known about the Baroni team. I mean, from the, from the day I started in my job, you know, we knew Tony Baroni and we knew his social presence and, you know, the way they do things. And you guys are very referral based as well, if I'm not mistaken, based on conversations that we've had in the past. And so to me, being referral based means you're staying on top of your, your sphere. You're staying on top of your people who care about you and you're continuously getting their, their referrals from them. Um, yeah, so important. we just we just had a lot of urgency because we we basically sent out a newsletter. So we wanted to get that out. Um, so the past two weeks, we've hammered hard to get that done so we could hit the mail this week. And it actually gets mailed to people. And th- will they have enough time to read it right now? Hopefully, you know, <laughs> it'll sit in their mailbox. But, you know, they may actually read it, which would be cool. And we write all the articles ourselves. And uh, in there, we ha- we talk about refinancing. We're doing a giveaway tomorrow, which is, I think, just a good example of thinking outside the box. We're doing a, a $300 Amazon gift card. It was going to be a, a Disney World pass for three days, but we didn't think many people would call in for that. So we changed it, and we actually had to redo about half our newsletter in the past week before it, it hit the mail because so many things changed. We had a spring training article in there. We had an event article in there. So anyway, you get you just get stuff done and we, we got it done. And then tomorrow um, from nine to five, you can call in um, to a, to our number for our Tony Brony team giveaway. We're doing a $300 Amazon gift card. And then when people call in, we're going to ask them how they're doing. And, you know, th- we had about 138 people call last, last month for um, our Valentine's Day dinner giveaway for Fleming Steakhouse. We set up the reservation on a, you know, uh, on Valentine's Day, and we had 138 people call in for that. 
And uh, this time we're doing a $300 Amazon gift card. And, you know, do different things that other people hopefully aren't, are not doing. And it adds value to people. And Amazon, we land some toilet paper right now, which would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toilet paper. Are you pulling those out of your closings or are you just throwing those into the contract for the, for the yeah. house? Well, that's our new closing gift. So, you guys didn't hear about that? <laughs> a roll of toilet paper. That's awesome. That's, that's so a hot awesome. commodity these days. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think uh, we're, I mean, we're not skimping. We're doing a case of toilet paper. So, okay, Charmin, is it that triple ply though? I don't want that single ply, Scott. You know, I need no, the double. Okay, oh, double, double ply. I'll take the yeah, double. This will work, right? Good stuff. <laughs> So, well, cool. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, so million dollar question here, obviously, right? And is, uh, you know, where Patrick and Mark, I mean, where do you guys think uh, rates are going in the future? If I knew, I would be a multi <laughs> million dollar question, right? <laughs> I mean, because I got a call today, you know, yeah. uh, one, one, it's a while. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one person who's like, oh, you know, I heard rates are going to be going down to 2.75%. You know, rates are going to hit rock bottom. So there's just a lot of confusion out there. And just, you know, your personal preference, right? I mean, because we have a, I mean, we, we utilize Barry Habib. Um, and yeah. I mean, just, you know, what's your, what's your personal take on that? You know, today, obviously, there people were a little frustrated with uh, the way the market responded this morning and how, and then what happened with um, uh, the unemployment uh, numbers that came out. I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 3.5. Three million, or uh, I believe it was something like yes. that, to file for unemployment. That is substantial. Um, that I think is probably the most in history over over a short period of time. Um, during the Great Recession, I think unemployment rate was between twenty and twenty-five percent. During the last recession that we had, I think it was around ten to twelve percent. We were at three point two uh, previously that's going to go up. Uh, some people think that could go up to 15%. Uh, so it, it, it's really hard to gauge rates right now due to the risk of unemployment, uh, which that's the hardest thing because what we've seen before, we could always just gauge the, the stock market based on the bond and mm -hmm. when one goes up, the other one goes down. And so we, but now that's not even happening. Mm -hmm. uh, Fed came in, did exactly what they were supposed to do, went in and, and made a commitment to buy mortgage-backed securities to help in, to decrease our interest rates. However, there's still a risk factor there, which is why some lenders are pricing a little bit higher. And uh, you know, these warehouse lines and investors, this is a big deal for them. Uh, some of some of these, if, 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 just imagine if we had a lot of uh, Americans that just could not afford to pay their mortgage in one month. I mean, that could really put a damper on many of these servicers and uh, investors. So interest rates, they, they spiked up a little bit uh, from yesterday. Um, but we got to pay close attention uh, to the market to help educate our borrowers. But most important, most important thing I would say to all buyers and borrowers when it comes to interest rates, stop. Okay, look at your payment. That's the most important thing. Do not play the market. Mm -hmm. If you're comfortable with a 3.375, do not hold off to for a three and a quarter. As Mark said earlier, we literally, I saw something happen two weeks ago that I've never seen happen in my 15, 16, 17 year career. Interest rates literally dropped like almost a point and a half and then they went back up 
within like a, within a day and mm -hmm. the spike it was was crazy and every loan every loan officer in the country they were freaking out because a lot of those buyers and a lot of those borrowers were were floating that interest rate or the loan officer couldn't get that lock in on time and they said oh, i'll do it tomorrow Our interest rates are gonna be a little bit less and then they came out and boom four or five reprices for the worst so it's just a game that we do not want to play with right. and 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 to the to the buyers and the borrowers out there please just listen to your loan officer uh we we generally care about what we do and we don't want you to be put into a situation where you cannot afford your mortgage and a, a different the, the difference in payment on a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan amount from a three and a half percent to a four and a half percent could definitely kill your deal mm -hmm. so lock in what you're comfortable with paying and move on yeah and i think it's yeah. important to note that exactly what you just said if we do get to a situation where people are getting into mortgages they cannot afford then we will have a situation like what happened in 07, right? So that is what we want to try to keep from happening, you know? And so that's great information. Lock them in now. If you're, you know, if you're on the fence, just get off the fence. Now's not a time to be on the fence. Um, and I so tell my, I tell my clients the same thing. So uh, I'm glad you said that. And uh, I, I always tell them this too. Someone told me the, in the last 30 years, interest rate average was 10% in mm -hmm. the last 30 years. Um, it was 10% on average. So you know, once you're comfortable with the payment, lock and load, guys. Lock and load because I I, I got lucky. I had a I had a just a vibe that you know, hey, I really need to to do something. We personally decided to refi and locked in at a 2.625, and it shot up the next day to like I don't know another half percent or something like that um, per the loan officer. So yeah, if you feel comfortable, do it. And it affects affordability big time. 1% makes it a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so really, you know, what I'd like to do now is, is direct you guys to each other. I mean, uh, Tony, did you have any questions that you wanted to direct maybe to Patrick or, or Mark? Yeah, um, you, one of them you, you guys asked, which I was curious to hear their input um, on you know, uh, so let's go a little direct, different direction on it. Election years, you guys have been in the industry long enough. What's your take on an election year and then the, the year after from an interest rate perspective? What, what have you seen in the past? I can take that, Mark. Uh, so when we're going into an election year, interest rates always usually uh, drop down a little bit because it's, again, uh, the the there's a lot of insecurity in the, in the marketplace. The stock market kind of gets squirrely and who, who's being elected, right? They're trying to hit, they're trying to bet on that. So from what we've always seen, well, let's just say from what I've seen is interest rates usually dip down a little bit during the election year and then start to rise a little bit after the election year. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's what I, uh, that's what I was thinking too, for if I remembered right, but obviously I'm not a loan officer. So, just wanted to, yeah. to, to know. And, and I think too, that's just something I'm always asking. I'm always asking the industry, what are you seeing? Um, what are you guys seeing with appraisals now? Are you, you having any appraisal issues in general? Because obviously the market's pushed up, pushed up, pushed up. And now, um, what do you see now with your appraisals? You know, I don't think that uh, at this time, 
we're not seeing any impact on value. That's probably something that may lag as we see a little bit of a, a dip in the market here. I think our bigger concern is just making sure that we can get the appraiser out there in a timely fashion and have access to the home. So I think it's more a, a matter of just maybe allotting a little bit more time for some of these third-party services like the appraiser, uh, you know, and make sure that we can get it back in time. Everybody can be comfortable and we can move on towards the closing. Do you see so uh, all those appraisers available? It, so I'm just sorry. to add on to what Mark said too. Um, yeah. So uh, what what we're what lenders are doing right now, uh, their their appraisal management companies are actually making the decision uh, to for for traditional. It, it has to be a certain certain uh, type of mortgage. Let's say conventional Fannie Mae. Um, and if it's like a, just a standard purchase, and if the appraiser, if the appraiser can't get out to the house, they can make the decision basically to, to, to drop it down to a, a drive-by or in some cases, even a desktop. So Fannie, uh, Freddie did give us some, some uh, support there, some leeway, uh, just in case we do have a situation where uh, somebody does not want an appraiser inside their house or the appraiser cannot go out and there's a shortage so we did get um, some alternatives, if you will, from uh, from our, uh, the, the investors. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that was my next question. So you answered that. Um, um, just in general, if you see that happening yet, I know that was just announced. Uh, that that was good news. You know, if if we needed the ability to do that to be able to do a desk desk uh, desktop underwrite, or I'm sorry, a desktop appraisal. So that's, that's good stuff. Cool. I'm liking that. Yeah. And then, you know, Mark or Patrick, if you guys have anything for Tony, uh, we'd love to see the meeting of the minds here. <laughs> Tony, I have one more, I have one more question. Oh yeah. yeah. I had one more, if you don't mind, before we switch, switch up, just what, what's your guys' biggest challenges now, um, as lenders? You know, I think that the, um, the, the key is because of the, I mean, it was already a busy housing market. We, you know, we were saying that the spring housing market started early uh, and, and it has continued. And then now we add on the, the refinance activity. So everybody's busy uh, and our operations teammates are working as quickly as possible. So it really just takes a total buy-in here with our borrowers, our real estate partners to make sure that we're all moving as quickly as possible. That when we need something, we need it. Uh, we need it quick. We need to make sure that we we get you into underwriting quickly, so that we can get you out and close on time. And so I think that's the key: is let's all work together, knowing we have the same goal, and we work as quickly as possible. Got it. Yeah, I, I agree with Mark there. I think the um, the ask for for everyone, even even the loan officers that I support, uh, is just patience and understanding uh, where everybody is working very hard right now. Uh, nobody is sitting on their hands and we just, we know that uh, every transaction is important and with, with realtors and loan officers, they, especially their transactions important, but we have a, a, a hundreds and thousands of transactions trying to close every month and we're doing everything we can to get people to the closing table. Uh, within a timely manner. So, it, it, and I think that the, the the good professionals out there, like everybody on this call, I think everyone here has that patience and understanding 
Um, and then my job right now uh, literally is jumping in the dugout, man, and making sure that loans are going through, helping loan officers with conditions, calling underwriters and and discussing uh, initial condition sheets and things like that. Just doing everything I can and going above and beyond to help uh, loans in our community close within a timely manner. So I would just say just what Mark said, patience and understanding. We're doing the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Got it. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah, with, with Tony, I got just a question um, talking about the values, and that's one thing that I'm getting a lot. And you're going to know more than that, uh, the, more about that than I would. Um, there's there's some people that I talk to, just just buyers and, and some sellers that fear that uh, we're going to have a decline in values like we did in 2009, 2010. Uh, what is your projection on what we could see? Uh, decrease or increase in the near future. Okay. Yeah. So my best guess would be um, we'll have a, a lull in the market, meaning um, the next 30, 60, 90 days. Um, and then that hose will be unkinked and it's going to be a explosive summer and maybe late summer. Um, and then from there, um, I think it's subject to what they do with interest rates. It's going to play a big factor. Um, being an election year, I believe that they're going to try to keep it as low as possible for as long as possible. Um, and then unemployment, it's really completely different than the last time, you know. Um, so I don't see it being the same, but I could see that definitely some challenges were are ahead for us um, as an industry, a real estate industry. Um, but nothing as crazy as before where people were getting loans that shouldn't get loans and they were getting turned down for rent. So they were going to buy, you know, I mean, there was some crazy stuff happening in the last market, right? That crazy. So um, this one will be, you know, un unemployment driven. Um, and then depending on how much relief we get, um, will depend on um, how many get foreclosed and how many short sales. And, you know, I was a short sale specialist before. So, you know, that's one thing I specialized in. So um, I think, you know, to our agents, agents listening, it's, you know, find the market of opportunity of right now, because think about what's getting hit hard and, and then become the, the solution for that. And that would short sales, that was expired listings at one point in my career. I think there's a big opportunity for Airbnb right now. If you own five, six, seven Airbnbs, we pretty much know they put 20% down to get their Airbnbs and their income is zero right now. Mm -hmm. And take that times five, six, seven, eight, you know, they're probably gonna need to sell, you know, if I had to guess, um, or they better have some deep pockets to withstand the next few months. So um, I am concerned from an unemployment standpoint. Um, I have a team of 15 people. So, you know, my first day when all this happened, I took a stand and I said, listen, the last thing I want to do is anyone in this room to be concerned about their job. I want everyone to work hard and keep on. Um, so then we can in 30, 60, 90 days, we can look at each other and say, okay, we did everything right because we already had a robust pipeline, right? But that's from 30, 60, 90 days before that. It's not from right now. So yesterday I led our team through a uh, um, the MLS stat. So I'll share it with you guys. Uh, basically pending new listings um, were three to 4,000 new pendings, three to 4,000 new listings 
um, it was very robust. So the market's still really, really busy right now, even though it might not feel like it. Showings are way down because I think certain sellers are just saying, I'm not comfortable with random people walking through my house. So, you know, right. we've, we've made the changes right. ourselves, but um, there's going to be some, some deals that fall through in the short term, but it's much, much less than what I even thought it would be at this point, but that could change. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's a long answer. Well, I'll tell you what, man, people, people need to do life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we forget. Like people still need to do life. And, and uh, right now yeah. life is like God, God just pushed the pause button. And, and uh, we, we just, we got to remember once we're out of this, people still, still do life. There's going to be job relocations. There's going to be, uh, I think people right now are finding out like, Oh man, I need a bigger house, right? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have an office. I gotta have an office in my kitchen, right? My kids are outside playing right now, right? Hey so Mark, I know a good realtor yeah. if you need one for when all this is over. Absolutely, funny. Uh, I think we'll all be ready to go out to eat. I, I know there's yeah. a lot of complaining about all the cooking in the kitchen here right now. So yeah, the restaurants yeah. will be busy too. <laughs> yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen, right? That's right. Yeah, so I did a video yesterday, you know, just to talk about things outside the box. Very stupid. It's actually just very dumb. But I, I do my dog where my dog talks, and I did it from my dog's perspective on what he thought of the coronavirus, and it was all positive stuff, you know, because we're home all we're all here. The kids are given more attention. He doesn't have to be, you know caged up ever it's just funny it's just so try to think outside the box and uh put out content that's fun and hopefully you can so you hit hit content for a second content is so 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 important guys i mean you know that's where we're at you know you're at home you need to be on video you need to be getting in front of your people you need to be showing people your personality that they can't see because you're not in front of them personally right so um if you have questions on content postings obviously there's realtors around town tony brony is a great one if you you know if you need any of that uh, or if you want to reach out to us you know ricky and i can help you out with that as well um branding yourself now's the time to really be doing the things that you wish you had time to do when you started that you didn't do right so whether that's creating a brand creating a following getting on facebook getting on instagram uh i personally know realtors are actually pulling in leads off of instagram people who are just following them and saying hey you know i think ricky even Mm -hmm. does it he's got people that just hit him up hey i just want to get pre-approved on a loan Mm -hmm. i mean through instagram i mean how much easier is that so now's the time that you really need to create your brand really create your following and like i said if you have questions at that you can reach out to any of us uh in regards to that uh tony so what do you think is you know really two or three things that every new realtor should really be doing every single day during this time of uh you know self-quarantining yeah i think uh you know the first thing is you got to be consistent stay on a schedule right so time block as boring as it sounds believe me i don't want to either but uh what do you do before real estate so treat it just like a job um i have since day one um my whole team's on Zoom together starting at nine every day. And I go through, uh, um, not not me every day, I actually have different team members dividing up training and we're spending the time to do more training. We're, um, we're celebrating things as a team. We have, all have bells, so we ring and, <laughs> you know, we're on Zoom together. So it's basically just like being in the office. Um, so keep it, keep your schedule time blocked is the number one thing. 
Um, number two, I would say is you've got to uh, lead generate. And here's the script, guys. You want to hear the best script ever? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, this is this is Tony Baroni with Keller Williams, and I was just calling to check in on you. I, I came you came across to you on my phone, and I just want to check in. How how are you doing? How's the family? And yeah. that's it. Like yeah. it's just staying in staying in contact with people. Um, hopefully, we we expect two hundred people to call our office tomorrow, um, and we're going to be having great conversations. We're going to become the solutions to their problems any way we can. If they need a vendor, if they need uh, anything we can add value to them, we're going to do tomorrow. And uh, we're doing that daily anyway, but we're, we're trying to get peop more people to call us versus us calling all of them. And that's what the Tony Bruni team giveaway is, is helping people out and at the same time try to add some value to their lives any way we can. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think Tony hit it on the head there with that uh, – wonderful uh, reenactment of his phone call <laughs> you know it, it's it's not about selling people something right now it's about showing that you care mm -hmm. showing that you're thinking about them and you know building a, a connection mm -hmm. that is bigger than just a sale yep and yeah, we all have time for sure to reach out to those that uh you know uh we want to uh spend time with and be out there, be top of mind and, and, and show empathy and, and understanding. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I love all of the content and the information we got in here. I think that, um, you know, I, we couldn't have asked for a better panel. So thank you so much, Tony, Mark and Patrick. We're super happy to have you guys on. Um, Andy, do we have anybody? So for you guys who don't know, Andy is our uh, behind the scenes guy. Say hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Andy Blada with 6-2 Media. You'll see his logo down there on the bottom. Uh, he came through and set all this up for us. Andy, do we have anybody who has submitted any questions through the live feed? Not seen any questions yet, but I got a couple questions myself yeah. uh, for all three of you. Um, how is this put thing? How, first, how long have you been quarantined? Are you quarantined? If you are, how long? For me, since last Monday, start? I think. Last Monday. Yeah, last month, you haven't last left Monday? your house yeah. since last Monday. Well, I had the the uh, essentials, right? Um, <laughs> Beer. <laughs> you are read into that. Beer, beer and Benadryl, right? <laughs> that, those who know me know how I roll, right? This is, this is water. This is water, by the way. Oh, sure, I'm sure. There you go. Uh, what about you, uh, uh, Mark? How long have you been at home? You know, we've been practicing social distancing coming on, uh, you know, probably almost two weeks tomorrow. And I, I will say that uh, we've really um, have been here at home with I've been the designated, uh, you know, go to the grocery store and get those essentials. Uh, you so I've been out when you go? this disaster. <laughs> What's that? You say you wear your Tyvex hazmat suit when you go, put the whole thing on, put the respirator on? <laughs> No, but I can tell you, my wife uh, makes sure that she sticks a uh, a little uh, baggie worth of Clorox wipes in my pocket as I'm heading out the door, and tells me to you know make sure I take every precaution, and then make sure I wipe myself back down when we get home. So uh, that's right, man. That's uh, good. We're doing everything we need to do. Yeah, I hear you, Tony. You've been home for a while, or are you still out and about? What are you guys doing? Actually, late last week we. 
we our office there wasn't a lot of people there so you know we we were able to do the social distancing thing within our office but then uh had uh made the decision just to to go home because we knew it was probably going to come to that at some point and uh we wanted to get set up and make sure we didn't skip a beat for our clients um with all the the contracts we had going on so we we made the decision late, late last week Cool. I, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because everybody's probably wondering how we're talking about social distancing. But uh, Ricky and I are sitting about uh, six, inches. you know, six inches apart. Yeah. So this is actually the only person that I have pretty much quarantined myself with <laughs> is him and his wife and me and my wife. And so they're pretty much at our house every day or we go over there and that's it. Uh, and so, yes, we are practicing social distancing. I just figured because I saw each other so much. If he had it, I already got it. So yeah, it's right. just kind of that simple. Um, but well, I'm right. That's how we. That's how we did in our office. Same, same, same deal. Like you know, we're all been around each other so much that. Uh, right. Yeah. It's funny. Like there's a person on our team uh, that she's been showing clients like every day, but it's clients that have been she's been working with for a long time. So mm -hmm. she's like, believe me, if. <laughs> If he has it or she has it, I already have it. So I'm going to finish, go ahead and finish it up. And uh, that's just how she feels about it, which obviously is a personal choice. Right. Yeah, the mission must go on. Yeah, that was a great question, Andy. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, I got another one for you, too. Yeah. Go ahead. When this is all over, how will like all the things you've learned being quarantined, having to do things remotely, how is this going to help you when this is all over? How is this going to make you uh, better at what you do? That's a great question. Oh, look. Let, let, let me jump in and tell you. And I was, I, I, I've been telling people this, uh, and it's the truth. Harvard could not teach you how to do this right now. This, this, you only, you only get this type of experience if you're living it, if you're actually doing it. Uh, so I, I talked about again earlier, just, uh, just adapting and overcoming. There's no better education right now for a realtor, for a loan officer, uh, a title uh, rep, or MI company or inspector appraiser, this is this is the best education that we can receive as professionals. Yes. Man, that was nailed right there. Boom. <laughs> That's perfect. We actually had a very similar conversation to that mm -hmm. where we just felt like, you know, this is our chance. This is our chance to go through something difficult and to really tighten tighten up, you know, some of our processes and procedures because you know, uh, somebody said something to me a long time. It was, a, it was a, you know, good friend of mine, a mentor of mine. He said, when motivation fails, processes and habits take over, right? So when, when your motivation, your excitement for everything that's going on dissipates, then it's your habits and the, your processes that you have in place that you fall back onto. And so I think that this is the perfect time to really tighten those up, right? And to come up with better processes and to come up with better habits so that when we get out of this, you know, we're still doing these things on the back end because everything you're doing right now, like you just said, Patrick, is 100% going to correlate to the market afterwards, right? Building relationships digitally. We've been pushing this for so long, you know what I mean? But now people have to do it, you know? So I, I think that was a great question, Andy and, and Patrick. I think you nailed it. Buy, buy, buy your stock now. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's right, guys. Well, Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, you know, and this is, like I said, our first episode. Uh, we had some brilliant minds on here today. Um, Ricky, did you have anything else for, I'm good. I, for I'm everybody? Good. I'm good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the first episode of yeah. The Briefing Room, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Fantastic Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, guys. it. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you all. This was fun. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate yes, the opportunity. Yes, sir. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks.